Everybody to Supernatural: The Crossroads on Rain Man Digital Crossroads 003. I am your host Thomas Cowley. Joined with me today is Ryan Denton. What's up? And Michael Flores. Hello. And as always, we want to thank each and every one of you for listening. And if you guys want to listen mobile, remember we are no longer going to be using the Rain Man Digital app. You will have that has been discontinued. But if you want those live show notifications, do not fret. You can now text RMD six nine two five zero five nine seven and receive standard text messages whenever a live RMD show is about to start, along with a link to where you can easily listen from any device. It is time to talk about the much lauded, much awaited three hundredth episode of Supernatural, a landmark in the history of science fiction television in America, let alone Supernatural as it's own show season 14 episode 13 lebanon and when we look back thank at- you thank you i will be here for the whole show oh that's <laughs> and ryan the- made it this time yes i'm here <laughs> Woo-hoo. he almost missed the 300 episode he almost did he almost yeah. did we wouldn't allow that though I think the listeners wouldn't allow it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you can't have a reunion, yeah, a just, Winchester reunion, and have only half the Crossroad guys in the is show. Is that half, or would that be a third? Your ego is about I don't half. Know, um, is that fractions, technically? I don't know fractions. Yeah, is that, <laughs> Basic math is a fraction. Well, what's, uh, what's half of three? I would be 30.5. I'm 33% of the show. <laughs> okay, Good <there>. God. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Jackass. Now, 14 years, it has been a long, long road full of sorrow, emotional roller coasters going up and down, epic battles, dramatic fights versus gods, monsters, and everything in between. And this episode has been promoted and talked about far more than anything else in recent memory, except perhaps the Scooby Natural one. That that took off for some reason. But- I actually think that gained more traction. 
I than think this it episode. Did. Yeah, I think it did. People love Scooby Doo, but yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan and his return as John Winchester has talked been talked about for months at this point. The PR machine, the PR powerhouse, was working far longer for this episode, and really, we, it's interesting how it came together because early on, I think before season fourteen started. They talked about the 300th episode and said that it was going to be an entire episode from the perspective of the town and that it would be a fun episode, that it would be to see what the Winchester brothers were perceived to be from an average person, an outsider's perspective. But it seems like since Jeffrey Dean Morgan was able to show up and and be a part of this landmark episode, the story definitely changed. And we see that throughout the script because the first act is definitely geared around the perspective of the town. We get a couple great scenes, primarily with Dean being Dean as he is at the post office. Yeah. A little a little fan nod that we as fans are the mail lady and Dean comes in, he can do no wrong versus Sam who sometimes gets a lot of flack. I'm I'm a little offended that that she was so turned off by Sam. Come on. I mean, that hair, come with on! Those those abs too, come on! Yeah, what abs? What's wrong with you, male lady? Come on! Oh, he's not shirtless. She at can't least, see his abs. At least take on both of them. <laughs> being an adult, being an adult, choose adult. one. Just yeah. get a Winchester it's double penetration. Yeah, you want a Winchester surprise, right? Well, <laughs> gotta make sure they all finish. Yikes! And with <laughs> you're just upset you didn't think of it. <laughs> I, I said Winchester double penetration, which was the Winchester surprise. Is it a surprise? Mary surprise was surprised. Is at the end. The yeah. surprise is always at the end. Come on. Or it's in the beginning. No. When they when they, bo- when <laughs> well, they both. Well, that's called that. premature well, surprise. Well, 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 if you're Thomas, it might seem like it's at the beginning, but it's actually at the end. <laughs> he doesn't make it that far to get to the surprise. Oh, wow. Bummer. Now, we know that the the beginning <laughs> act was definitely that original idea. It's very obvious, but then it does seem to have a dramatic shift once John Winchester is introduced. Yeah. And already within the short amount of time since this episode has aired, there's been a lot of discussion, debate, criticism, and praise for the 300th episode, rightfully so. And of course, we too have our own opinions. That's why you're listening to this in the first place. What? Which we will get to, but first Mm -hmm. we have some disclaimers because we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. With the landmark episode, we thought it'd be best to throw out the usual format and and switch it up to something a little bit different. And hopefully, I think, more fun for this episode. It's it's a bit of a... It's cause for celebration. It's, well, yeah. Do something a little different. Let's switch it up. We want to celebrate in a different way. So, for starters, we're not going to take a break, except for a few live reads later in the show. So we're going to jump straight into our favorite moments from this episode. And then we're going to move into more of the implications of those events, the implications of the story in this episode overall, what it could mean for the show as a whole, what it could mean for the characters, both Sam, Dean, Mary, and also John Winchester, something that's been talked about. And for a lot of good reasons, there is potential there. 
and then we'll end with a brief critique of with the overall, Winchester surprise. That's how with, we're going to yeah. we'll end with a Winchester with some surprise. Winchester double penetration right in your ear holes. See, the surprise is the it, it's implied. If it's all Ryan. three of us, though, it would be triple penetration for your ear holes, right? If we're all talking, one one's in the mouth. One's in Let's the mouth. try it right now. Why don't we all talk at the same time? So all right, we can here say we go. We did, now we're talking. Yeah, I'm we're talking all going to triple penetrate like at the same just, time. We're, just, we're all going to get inside your mind there. right now. Their ears are being <laughs> penetrated your by three people right now. My penis is in your ear. Wait, what? Wait, what? I'm sure they were happy about that. That was fun, and that was our landmark event. That's the first time we've ever done. Thank you, everyone. Triple That'll be the show. And we're done. No, so we're th- going to do things a little bit differently. And I th- I think it's fair to say with this episode, because this episode is a little bit different than what we expected, what we've seen from Supernatural at this point. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, it had some emotional moments. This was an emotional episode. Dude, I, think I the had a best. lump in my throat, man. I had a bone. Oh, dude. Well, what? That too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Why do you think I had a lump in my throat? <laughs> the Winchester surprise. <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the emotional moments. Holy fuck, dude. I yeah, mean, dude. I was not happy at the end. It was just oh, like, no. like, it's like, okay, I mean, that's great and everything. But now I'm sitting here, you know, in tears. And I'm a man that I don't really, I don't cry over much. But I found my set, my eyes were. Oh, it got me. There was some. Some, some wet moisture. Moisture. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit seeping yeah. from the corners oh, of my eyes. And nowhere else. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, this this episode got me. And like you said, at the end of it, I was not happy. I got a phone call afterwards and, and they were like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, yeah. I'm crying over here, man. I'm fucking crying. I, was just, I had this like dissonant. John Winchester was back with it. He had to die again. <laughs> Potty mouse. <laughs> stupid dad. <laughs> Robert Singer and dad. Potty mouse. <laughs> fucking with us like that. No, I had a bit of a existential moment. I was like, I don't know. I'm just, I watched a show and like I had lost somebody again. Yeah. At this, through this episode. Bringing back old feels, right? It really was. It really was. So it, without a doubt, it was an emotional episode, perhaps the most emotional episode we've had in a very long time. And it really, it comes from the accumulation of 13 plus years of emotional baggage emotional angst that all came to a head in one episode and gave gave many of us what we didn't think we needed it gave us some resolve to some issues that we thought were already over not to say that they weren't resolved at that point but it gave us that that little bow on top that little send off icing icing on the cake yeah that we didn't that we didn't realize we needed and Really, that could have only been achieved with the return of John Winchester, the legendary character I don't within the story. I don't think they could have given Sam the amount of closure that they gave him in this episode. I don't think they no. could have done it any other way. No, absolutely not. Uh, Dean, I think, already knew his father loved him, and he already knew he that he was a, that he was proud of him. Right, but, but, but Sam it's didn't get to say said. goodbye. Yeah, and. Th- there is no other way that they could have achieved this type of closure except by bringing back their father. Yeah, absolutely. That was definitely the highlight for me, for sure. So, and with that being said, we've, we're going to do what we've done with other episodes, other formats. We've got, we've all got a list of five things that we absolutely loved about this episode. And we're going to go around and discuss those moments and why they worked for us specifically. So I'm going to come to Ryan first and I do want to go five to one. On this, like we have done traditionally. So what was the fifth 
element for you that really worked with this episode? Th- these are and these, don't worry about waiting for music because there'll be no music. Yeah, okay. this is no th- th- large show. These are absolutely in no particular order. So I'm just gonna say like what how I have them. Okay, that's um, fine. Th- I just figured I didn't know we were ranking them, so I just put them in you know my top five things altogether. So um, five, and this goes back to what I said last episode. Mm-hmm. I had to come in here and and say that I actually am okay with how they did this. And what I mean by that is that, that the time travel that made sense right. um, to me. And I think that was the, my biggest concern with last episode was I was really concerned on how they bring John back. Right. Um, and I really enjoyed the way they did this time travel. I also enjoyed how the things actually changed within the episode at the longer he stayed in the present time. Um, right. So for me, the time travel was one of the biggest things, and and, and the reason that I say that, and the reason, you know, obviously, I prefaced last it's episode. It's what you had I, some reservations yeah, about. Yeah, right? it was what I had reservations yeah. about, and it's one of those things too. I mean, if you guys, if you guys don't listen to DC on CW, I do a show about Flash, and there's a, all they are, oh, all, all they, that is is time travel. All that is is time travel. So for me, having an aspect, especially in a show that we love so much, and we don't do a ton of time travel on Supernatural, so anytime that we do we do that on the show it has to be done correctly and i think so far every time that we've done it we've done really well Mm -hmm. so this was i was reserved about this just because it was john coming back and you know right so for me i was actually very happy i will i will say that i was wrong last episode i will i said i would come in here and say that if i if i was wrong and i was Mm -hmm. absolutely wrong the time travel made sense and i i 100 i dug how they did it the pearl concept was really neat um Definitely opened up a little bit more lore, but that was that was so the time travel for me was one of the coolest things that I I liked about this episode. So that was my I guess number five. Okay, Mike, what about you? Number five, favorite thing about I like, this episode? I like Sam's maturity, and it kind of no, it does. It go. It's very in sync with everything we've seen of Sam over the last two years. I feel like he was the most consistent part of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they've really been building up the entire side of things when it comes to Sam, just not just being a leadership. I mean, when people hear leader, you think, oh, he's in charge. He's the boss. But being right. a leader is is way more, more than, than just that. And they have done such a great job over the past two years, really bringing that aspect of uh, that trait of Sam to the forefront. And they continued that maturity slash leadership aspect of Sam, even in this episode, and it was nice to not see him wanting to dredge up the past, which was also consistent with what we saw. What was it last episode where he told Dean he doesn't even think about this anymore? Like, this isn't even a thing I think about anymore. You know, forget about it. Don't worry about it. You did your best. And to see him essentially say the same thing to his dad in a way that gave not just him closure, but even the, it gave John Winchester closure. Whether or not he's going to remember this or not is a whole other thing. Yeah. But at least we got to see that in John's face, that he realized that he didn't fuck up as bad as he thought. Right. And that's what I really liked. I liked that he was able to see his, um, he was able to see just how far Sam has come. Yeah. Yeah, I, that it's funny that you say that because it really was Sam as the highlight of this episode in some ways because of Out that. Out of a lot about him, wasn't it? It really was. For, yeah. a, for a season that is, again, you know, we fall kind of onto Dean, this, Sam really did take the torch and run with it this episode. Yeah. Um, for me, my number five thing was, it's it's little, but it was the fact that John 
when he first shows up, still kicks both of their ass <laughs> so single-handedly so well that was dope, despite yeah. his age and despite how much they've been through and how well they are at how good they are at their jobs and how much they've grown over the years doesn't matter well they've, they've been to ass. the boss they've been to the boss level how many times now to the yeah like, 15 14 13 times and and, and john still gets the upper hand on and them he I still loved it. Yeah, but i love that as a nice touch Yes, he like got the jump on them, but for me, it was more symbolically what that meant because John Winchester was this legendary hunter that took on things single-handedly that other people would never have tried, never dared to do, and that he was able to come in and just wipe the floor with look, them because they, they do fight back and they miss like every swing. If we're using video game logic here, John is the is the boss battle that you're not meant to win. You go into it, you start fighting, and then you realize I, I, I'm He's not the, the, the best it's the player story, in the game. The story progresses if I lose, not if I win this fight. So you lose. <laughs> that's just basically how that works. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. That it's what it is. It's it's, I, it's designed for you to lose. I liked that because Sam and Dean are so much better at what they do compared to when where they were in season one. But that just for me was a nice touch of a the kind of symbolic, you know. It's different when you beat your dad. Obi-Wan's never going to defeat Yoda. It just, it's not going to happen. happen. It's not going to happen. And that's And that was what, what this did. was. It <laughs> yeah. was amazing to see him just fucking wipe the floor with them and shotgun ready. No, no questions asked. Transported from time. Doesn't know where the fuck he is. Still wins a 2v1. <laughs> so yeah, just for what that meant. I, I really enjoyed that moment. Nicole I, Clark in the chat area says i felt like it was a homage to the pilot where dean comes out of the dark and sam attacks fair point yeah. it's, it's very similar yep i like that too there we go and even more reasons like that little scene all right ryan next one uh this one is pretty pretty freaking obvious uh but the i this i'm going to read this verbatim the fucking acting was amazing yeah um this was all of them on their acting on display. Uh, this is some of the most intimate, uh, personable, and, and personal acting that we've seen. Um, I truly believe, looking at at Jensen and Jared's face, that they were seeing their dad disappear. Like, yeah, in front of them. Yeah, I, um, yeah. It I, breaks the heart. It, <laughs> Sam's lip was like uh, quivering. I was yeah. like, "Oh, stop that, please." Dude, it was it was by far some of the best acting I've ever seen on a, on any TV show, let alone. Um, and and look, I, Jensen and Jared are great actors. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey D. Morgan is on a whole nother fucking level, dude. Uh, just watching him, he doesn't you know, even have look, to say anything, right? No, yeah, he could look at them and and just you know, just him saying. I'm proud of you. Like, and then the way he said it and the way he looked at gold, Jared, you know, looked at, at Sam and Dean, like, fuck man. I felt like I was watching their dad actually like Jensen and Jared's actual dad and their actual brothers show up on screen and fuck it pulled their heart out of the goddamn chest. And it was amazing. And the Mm -hmm. scene where he grabs Mary and gives her a hug. My God, that was, dude, it was by far some of the best acting I've ever seen on any TV show ever. So yeah that is it was unbelievable unbelievable that's my number four whatever (laughs) like i said no order here mike what's your next one the acting was by far the best part of the entire episode the chemistry Mm -hmm. and the synergy between all the actors 
it just it doesn't even feel like 14 seasons has gone by it was just hey here we go let's do this and that is a testament to the fact that well this is what happens when a you bring back an a-list celebrity like jeffrey dean morgan who's just a finally recognized as the a-list celebrity that he has always been yeah and then when you have two actors like jensen and jared who have just gotten better every single year as an actor these guys have proven that they also if they wanted to be could easily be a-list they're both very good and i don't want to forget about samantha smith i don't feel like we got enough of her but samantha smith right right yeah right she did fantastic as well and just to see them all together working and just the amount of emotion that you can pick apart you can pick from each and every single one of them and just to kind of back up my thoughts on acting and and to back up Ryan, what he just said about Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I mean, dude, he doesn't even need to say anything. It's all in his body language and the way he looks at his boys. Like you really genuinely yeah. believe that he loves those guys. And when he tells Dean, you know, I always, you know, wanted a family for you, you know, a normal life. And Dean says, I have a family. Mm-hmm. And because we already know that they've accepted this is this is their this life. Is their life. Yeah. They're no longer trying to run from that. Like John was happy and satisfied with that. He was, he looked at him like, wow, you are good where you're at. This is, he could feel how genuine that w- response was. And how content he is with his life, that yeah. he doesn't regret anything. And, and as a parent, I, I can definitely speak to this. Like, that's all you really want. You want to know that your kids are okay. And that's it. And you could read that from just the facial performance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, piggybacking off the acting, one of the, there was two, well, the whole episode really, but there was a few scenes that absolutely killed me as far as the emotional performance. And one of them has to be John and Mary's tearful first reunion scene. When you hear her say, when you hear her name and her calling and then, and John says, Mary, right as he turns, his Jeffrey Dean Morgan's face of just pure heartbreaking sorrow and joy mixed together. I, I don't know how an actor accurately conveys something that is so painful and so happy at the same time. That's why they get paid the money they do to go through that human emotion in a way that felt so visceral, so real as when we see John's face just crumble when he hears her voice and to have that moment after 13 years 14 years of true pain for him you feel all of that finally for a brief instant leave him and one of the things that i at i i loved about their embrace, their kiss, that that union, that moment, was that it didn't have words. In many ways, the two actors did something that very few people can accurately pull off and portray and with any real level of sentiment. And that was, there was nothing that could have been said at that moment that would have mattered, made it better, worked. Nothing needed to be. Nothing like needed, needed to be yeah. said. That was... A lifetime for both of them just wanting that and to see that come to life. It's absolutely heartbreaking in the best of ways 
and is is perhaps the greatest emotional high of the episode because at that point really nothing got better for for John for Mary for Sam and Dean in one moment everything was right with the world again that they had never experienced and to see that come to life through Jeffrey Dean Morgan's acting and Samantha Smith's dumbfounded heartbreaking stagger into the kitchen was just was beautiful and this is why you watch this show this is why television and movies can have this emotional impact through visual storytelling because no words were shared except her name and it gives you everything you've you've felt for 14 years and i don't know how i love this show and i don't know how long it'll be on the air and i don't know how great it will be but i don't know many moments that will top that if ever so that was that was huge for me I agree. It was I, a great I, moment. I, yeah, I have nothing to add because I totally agree. Yeah. Um, my next thing, uh, I, I really so when we first learned that they were doing an episode focused on how the town folk perceive Sam and Dean, right? I was really excited because I, I, you think of how long we've been in the bunker and how long they've been around Lebanon. We they should have some type of reputation in the town. Yeah, right? it's been so shit. So for me, I Six really, years? yeah. So for me, I really liked the way the kids were telling stories about the two guys that drive the muscle car. And, um, because it, it, that, that brought me back to when I was a kid, every kid had a, a story about their neighborhood. You'd drive, you'd go by this house with your friends. <laughs> oh, that one's haunted, man. Yeah. You don't want to go on that. So that guy killed his wife. That guy's like, a crazy murderer. Had, like, no, like you, I wish you, we had that stuff in our neighborhood. We had, Hey, don't go next to that house. That's a crack house. <laughs> and that house over there <laughs> is, uh, has just suffered so many drive-bys. So stay away from that home there. Oh my God. What it's like, dude, growing up in the hood. Yeah. Oh yeah. So ghetto. We're too white to appreciate this. Uh, I, I am not as white as you <laughs> I wouldn't you are. say you should appreciate it. I'm not as crystal clear as you are uh, there, Thomas. You're so pretty white. <laughs> okay. Mr. Beats. Hey, tell me who's in uh, the Wu-Tang Clan, Thomas. Don't care. Okay, exactly. <laughs> that, that just, that should do it His right white there. showing. His white. <laughs> hey, like it's ever off. Really, but I, I, I personally liked. Uh, it brought me back to when I was a kid and and how as you, everyone had this kind of reputation in town and you, especially if you lived in a smaller town, um, everyone kind of knew everyone. So I thought this was really really cool to me. Um, how they kind of, you know, Dean was the was the you know the savvy guy that walks into the the the, the post office and and you know the lady there had a crush on Dean and right. Sam you know was the guy that like not everyone really kind of the dork the dork yeah so I really did like how they did that and how they were perceived in town I know we got a little bit of it it was only maybe the first act of the episode but it was neat how they did it and I I enjoyed you know seeing them. Uh, you know, Dean walk into the bar and you know, I come here all the time, you know, like, the guy yeah. know, you know, and of course they use Campbell as their last name, which I thought I was did awesome. like that. I, I thought that was say. cool, but I, I just liked how they did that, you know, and gave us a little taste of, of their everyday life. Cause typically we don't see their everyday life. We, you know, it's one of those things too, when you, you watch a movie and you go, well, do they actually have a realistic life? Like, do they actually, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So sometimes you think about that and, and, um, this was nice to see Sam and Dean kind of living their everyday lives of, of you know, like, no, they're not on a hunt. They, you know, they have to go to the grocery store, yeah. you know? So yeah. for me, I dig that because it's, this is 14 years in. And sometimes you have to think of outside the box on like how you're going to, you know, have your character perceived or how you actually do some type of character development. So seeing them kind of act in that everyday life was neat to me. So I, I that was one of my favorite parts about this episode was just that, that first act of the episode 
of them being in town. Okay. Mike, what about you? Uh, another moment that I enjoyed was I like the visual effects uh, at the top of the show uh, with Gacy's introduction mm-hmm. with the hand coming out of the cigar yeah. box and the smoke. I, fuck, that was cool. And then, of course, the jokes that followed. I knew there was going to be clown jokes. I mean, you <laughs> have to have them. And the fact, <laughs> the fact that Dean said, hey, this has got to really fuck with you. I mean, you love serial killers and you hate clouds. I was like, that's so fucking good. And I mean, whenever you can bring some humor to, to a, to an episode that's about to make us all like tear up. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to balance it with that classic Winchester levity. So yeah. that part worked for me as well. Okay. Um, One of the smaller elements of this episode that I just absolutely loved was the return of Zachariah. With the the traditional season four or five. Does that guy age? I don't think no, he does. He's, he he's looks looked the, the same. He looks great. He looks the fucking same. Uh, he he just stepped into that role, put those that suit back on, and he's immediately that arrogant, smug, corporate <laughs> dickhead. And I loved I every yeah. second of it. Yeah, Zachariah in the apocalypse world was just some generic marine angel that got nuked in a half second by <laughs> Jack yeah. to see his personality of the Zachariah. We know who, who was such a figurehead for the angels and, and a dick behind the scenes and a organizer of the apocalypse for him to come back in such shining glory for however brief it was, was absolutely amazing. I knew Jeffrey Dean Morgan was going to be in the episode. You did. But he, what? <laughs> but his return. <laughs> he is? What? He was? Right? I he know. Shocker. You guys surprised. probably didn't know beforehand, but I there's have... a lot of news about Holy it. Holy shit. I had no idea. You had to go looking for it. God, I did. gotta look that up. I missed that. <laughs> I watched but the Zachariah's unexpected like, return. Dad, is that you? <laughs> Are you from the past or from the future? Because you aged about 14 years. Dad, yeah. where's your hair? <laughs> but seeing him just step perfectly back into that role. And having that be a surprise for me it was genuinely nice. I loved his return. I really wish I could have seen more, but of course it doesn't make any narrative sense if you what were about to stick that around. Constantine line, dude. Dude, I love it. Like, you wouldn't get that. I, I was love like, it. Oh, fuck yeah. I love it, dude. I, I loved like, every bit of him I on like screen. I like they, that they finally drew attention to that. I love that they drew attention to that. I loved him in the pizza place where he's like, so I'm going to say it again. It makes, it who's made been me playing him. Back to the Future? I'm like, fuck, I love this guy. It made me miss him because, number one, we, we already know that I love the asshole bad guys. Yeah, you do. You? You love the asshole? Zachariah. <clears throat> so stupid. Zachariah, Metatron, Dick Roman. They're yeah. like three of my favorites because they just have this arrogant swagger where they can just beat you with words. Like they don't need to really do anything if they don't want to. They can just mock you. Yeah, Absolutely. dude, I, I was amazed at how well that guy, that Kurt actor, Fuller just, is just, d- just dropped right into dick. that role. It felt like they went back and, and found like old lines from Kripke's era because he felt straight from that time period. It really felt like this was the old style of writing that his character had that we don't see so much now. Yeah. I don't know. There was something just his snark is just it's fucking great. I love that. I loved seeing him back in the limelight for even even though it was brief, every moment was fantastic. So I loved seeing well, him. If you're gonna bring an actor back, make That's sure you give you them something. Give them to something do. to act. Yeah. Ryan, you're up. All right. So uh, I'm gonna piggyback off um, the Gacy comments. Um, 
I really enjoyed the the lore and the the artifacts that they found. Um, I think it was really neat um, to kind of add that aspect of new, like almost new weaponry. Yeah, the way I it was at like it. an armory. Yeah, it was an armory. So they, I, I really enjoyed that. I think there was one thing that I, I had to giggle about um, when they walk into the actual back room with the armory and the guy is talking to him and he goes, no, these are all these items. No two are alike. And then as he says that, there's two cups that are identical <laughs> to each other. So, so I think that just made me laugh just because in my head, I'm like, oh, uh, the script supervisor just got like, fired eh, right now. and fired. Um, but Robert Barron's like, fuck, we didn't catch that. Fire that motherfucker. <laughs> the dumbest guy on that show fucking found it. How did we not see this? Um, <laughs> but I really, I really like the aspect of, um, they, he had the smiter, uh, the the sword, mm-hmm. um, the dragon's breath, and just to top it all off, they use John Wayne Gacy, um, which there are a lot of people nowadays that are so fascinated by serial killers that seventeen new documentaries documentaries come out every single day. It's a bit disturbing to be honest. It, it really is. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's a little weird, but th- this is the kind of the, one of the first times we've used a real like. Legit serial killer. Really? Yes, you I know think what? so. We need some. H. H. Holmes was really that was yeah from but like, season two. I remember only that. Used like one or two. Yeah, most of the time they, yeah. they it's just it's made fictionalized. Up. Yeah. yeah, this is John Wayne Gacy. Like this is a huge. This isn't just you know the guy. This is yeah. This is one of the top five serial killers. Like I really dug the entire design of just the, the look of too. it too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That he was actually in the clown getup and everything. It was just was really a cool touch to use that even though it was kind of if you really want to talk about it was kind of a throwaway it was still neat that they used something that you know someone and something that people are familiar with um so and again the lines that came out of it which were so golden you know the the jokes that dean was making towards Mm -hmm. but i just i really enjoyed the artifacts and i think these are some things that i think we might actually see again um, just they definitely can use that easily whole could, thing, that, yeah. whole that whole room. box, that whole box and room of things. And they, the fuck, what's with the teddy bear? Right, everyone never, wanted. They they never never, I need what, to know. Yeah, I have to know, right? So I think this was a really cool aspect. They added again. It's 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 always nice when they add something in that that could possibly be used down the road if they really were so inclined. They could absolutely do it. So I really dug that, and the fact that they used Gacy was was pretty neat. So yeah, um, that was one of my favorite things. All right, Mike. One more from you. We got two more left for everybody. Um, I guess I'll go with this one. I, I'll keep it simple since you already covered it. The Mary and John's reunion, yeah. the first scene. I, I didn't get enough for me as a fan personally, but what we did oh, no. get, but what we did get, I felt worked for the show. They I do, just they the, just all have great chemistry together and to to see them together it just you believe that this is this is an eternal love that they belong together and that when they finally die they hopefully will be together at last in heaven right. like that's that's kind of what you felt like okay you know what the, never mind apocalypse world fake bobby like this is her the love of her life yeah this is john's love of his life yeah, absolutely. It was. And I agree. I, As a fan, it was nowhere near enough. But how well the actors executed that moment was beautiful. Um, 
another moment for me was uh, one of the more subtle ones, which not subtle, but less emotionally painful and amazing was Dean and Sam doing the dishes, a simple scene. But I loved that at that point, Dean talks about how he likes who they are and him finally letting go of anger in that scene. He says it out loud that he blamed, he hated dad and he blamed him for a lot of stuff and he hated mom and he blamed her for a lot of stuff too. Harkening back to season 12's ending yeah, and how it wasn't just John was a bad dad. He wasn't a bad dad. He was tough on them and he, he was difficult and he did, he wasn't perfect, but Dean had really big issues with both parents. And I like a, that it was addressed that it was a family issue. First of all, but that he likes who they are and that given an opportunity to change everything, to become different people, to get what his heart desired the most, he passes on that. And I, I liked how he said maybe he's just too old to care anymore. But I think it's very telling of the human experience. You know, when we're young, we're angry about all kinds of things. Whether we know what or not, we just seem to always lash out at the world. Why do I get these weird boners? Exactly. Random also, boners. Also, I mean, as you grow up, you realize that people make mistakes. And yeah, as children, you make them. Right. And as children, you tend to kind of put your parents on a pedestal and you look up to them. And then you suddenly Are on realize, oh, shit, they're humans. And but it's sometimes it, it, there's that transitional period where you have to realize that parents aren't perfect. They yeah. make mistakes. And that's kind of where Dean is at at this point. And, you know, we see he knows he's made those mistakes himself with exactly. Jack, who is a yep. surrogate son for him. And in many ways, you know, how John treated them was how he's treated Jack at some points. But maybe a little softer in some ways, but a lot worse in many other respects. But I loved that moment because it really did feel like Dean finally growing up and finally moving past something that had defined him as a character, defined him as a person for a very long time was that anger and that bitterness. Half of that wound was here, like, like closed at the end of season 12. And the other half had to be in this episode where it's no longer about the pain and the mistakes of the past. It's only about the future, the time they have as a family, the time he has left, whatever it looks like, and where to go from here. It was no longer about the anguish, the mistakes, and the the baggage that he carried before. And I think only by having John's return and the whole events of that episode does that really finally ring true to him and he can finally see it for what it is. And I thought that was a very mature, very growing good moment for his character. So I liked that scene a lot. Uh, Sean in the chat room on Facebook says, I thought they went a little overboard with how they made Gacy's ghost look, but then I watched the first episode of the Ted Bundy tapes and they showed a real pic of Gacy and it's horrifyingly no, his clown accurate. is horrifying. Yeah, dude. it's fucking There's gross. a whole, there's all kinds of cycle and uh, psychoanalysis about how he painted the clown makeup because most clowns were round and, and sad or like happy and like right. it had all these childish sh soft features. And his was this angular pointed devilish sharp featured yeah. clown. There's all kinds of psychology behind that. You can look up throughout some of the documentaries about him. It's fucking terrifying. And Ugh. you know, a top of the murder bit. So yeah. Murder, <laughs> murder typically makes things a little bit weirder. All right. Ryan coming back to you. Does it? Eh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> 
Um, the last thing, uh, another thing that uh, I, I was very, very on the fence about was what this episode would do to John's Winchester's legacy. Um, I was very, very concerned with bringing him back for one episode and what it would actually do to him in, you know, in the, in the aspect of how he is perceived in the, mm-hmm. the supernatural universe. Um, I will say that I, I, I think his legacy is intact. I don't think this, this hurt him by any means. I was really concerned with, with just, you know, by bringing him back for the 300th episode, just to bring him back for the 300th episode was, I was not on, on uh, the bandwagon with that. I thought it was, it was something that, you know, if you were going to bring John back, it needed to be something that was for four five, six episodes and made sense. Or it was the series finale. Right. Um, but I felt like the way they did this and, and, um, and using the Pearl and bringing John from the, you know, the time travel and everything. And that the fact that he would not remember any of it when he went back, um, it, it made sense. And I think it was okay. And it, it protected his legacy um with with by doing it that way i think if they would have done it another way or if it was an alternate universe or some kind of shit like that mm-hmm. i think it would have ruined john but i think because this was the original john winchesters this was who we knew um you know from season 1 to i think it was it, it made sense and it protected his legacy on on just his status of who he is, his legendary status in, mm-hmm. in the, the show Supernatural. So I was okay it with really that. It really is legendary. It, it is. It's legendary. I, and I think for me, this was the, my biggest concern with this episode. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that I did enjoy how they brought him back. I did enjoy the Pearl and, the, and the, the lore aspects of them doing that. And yeah, they created something new to bring him back, but it was neat how they did it. And I, and, but it, it protected him and who he is. And this, like I said, his legendary status on the show. So um, for me, I enjoyed how they brought him back and the fact that his legacy is still intact. Yeah. Mike, what about you? I'm fresh out. You don't have one more. And we kind of already touched on it. Yeah. We covered quite a bit. Um, it's the emotional resolve it brought to the show. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like that resolve was needed quite yet. However, they did it and it worked as we had said, uh, it worked for Sam. It worked for Dean. It worked for the audience and it worked for John. Again, Mary was kind of left out in the cold a bit, I felt, but overall what they did, it worked. Yeah. Um, the last little bit was perhaps my favorite moment of the episode, and that was the scene, bet- and we t- talked about it a little bit er- ago, the scene between John and Sam. Uh, Mike, you mentioned how Sam absolutely owned this episode, and that is 100% true, especially at that one-on-one scene with his father. The that was everything I wanted between these two characters that to touch on your point, Ryan, it kept his legacy of John Winchester intact. There's been a lot of fans over the years have attacked John, given him a lot of shit, calling him a bad dad, calling him an abusive father, none of which we've agreed with on this show, none of which many other fans have agreed with. And to see a lot of people give him undue amount of grief for having no idea of how to per like how, what that would have been like to go through that living hell themselves. I didn't think it was fair. And I always wanted him to kind of get his moment of rebuttal, his, his moment in the sun. And this episode where Sam basically does that for him 
talks about how, you know, you did some messed up stuff, but you were a good dad. You loved us. You did what you could is something that we didn't need to be said, at least on this show, speaking for the three of us here, we didn't need him to say that, but it was still nice to see to see that acknowledged. Because well, it's going to put that to rest. It'll put it to fucking rest. It is now canon that John Winchester was not an abusive father. Correct. Because everybody, oh, John's an abuser. I'm like, yeah. well, really? I've never got a abuser. A abuser from any of that. Maybe a little neglectful, a little selfish sometimes. Absolutely, but, but name one parent in your I, life that's not. Yeah, I mean, I challenge you. Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. So I loved that scene. Not only was it finally able to put some of that, frankly, that horse shit to rest, but also that was probably the the moment emotionally that broke me even more than the ending of this episode was seeing Sam talk to his dad and saying that he when he saw he remembers him on the floor and not being able to say goodbye. Because that's a very human, very relatable moment. Not everyone gets the teary-eyed I've always loved you. You know, I still have enough breath to say my final hopes and dreams and tell you I'm proud of you before I pass on to the other world in the season finale. No, sometimes people fucking die and you weren't there and you were on a plane or you, you were unable to make it for whatever reason. And you always will carry that regret, whether it's, it's just or not. We as humans do that. And Sam had that for 13 years and to see that finally go away to have that one-on-one with his dad for them to patch those wounds that they had had since season one something that they never were able to get past truly in their own life and part of it might have been because we had just recently finished our season one recap on the patreon episodes but seeing how recently that the events of season one's finale were, and then seeing this here, that other side of the coin decade, a decade plus later, Jared Padalecki gets a lot of unjust shit for, for not being as strong of an actor. I don't know why people feel that way, but I think that this episode, that scene should absolutely, frankly, shut the haters up, shut the fuck up because he was amazing at that. Am Oh, that's a great And, sense. I don't know how wow. anyone could see anything different. Very aggressive. So that that was the scene for me for this episode, Thomas, even compared to the fina- the the final teary eyed goodbye, firing shots, right? Tom, right? Yeah, Thomas um, is. Yeah, Thomas, what's going on over there? Are you okay? Thomas? Aggressive, very. You aggressive. are a little aggressive. I'm aggressive for a lot of reasons. Why do you today? think we changed the template of the show? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, this episode had yeah a lot of. Yeah. yeah, from the twenties now. That's what she's like. Yeah, your segue. See? Come here. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm gonna pump you full of lead. See, yeah, copper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this. I'll let you let yeah. that out. See, yeah, such a mockery. Yeah, I know. He's got his. He's fucking. Am I like the penguin from twisting. fucking Batman <laughs> now? The, the real question is: his if Ryan and I were in Supernatural, would we be those dickhead villains? Oh yeah, would, yeah, absolutely. Dude, we can be a duo. Pete, team. Ryan would be Have Metatron. Have ever had two villains at once? We had the Leviathans, right? We oh, had yeah. Dick Roman yeah. and that other dude. Um, Did that count though? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying we would definitely be like maybe a, a deity of yeah. some kind, yeah. like a duo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See. Yeah. My name's Thomas. See. Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah. we the villains of this podcast? I think we, I are, think the, so. we are the villains of this podcast <laughs> for sure, dude. One hundred percent, we're the villains. Always of this. throwing the hero off. Yep, yep, and then laughing about it. 
with yep. middle fingers up. That's definitely <laughs> villainous. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, this episode, though, it, it was more than anything. It was that emotional powerhouse. We'll there give was... you your due, Thomas, when we reach okay. our 300th episode. <laughs> <laughs> When we reach 300, you will Thomas see in will be our able to face that we just don't give, give a fuck. A fuck. <laughs> we'll get to 300 and Thomas will actually get through an episode without us interrupting him. Oh, come on. That'd be a thousand episodes. <laughs> Let's get real. Yeah. 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 I really like the, uh, the emotions in this episode. See? Yeah. Copper. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this so funny? Because you're five. No, you six. sounded like an old, you know, you sound like Lucky Luciano. I mean, that, what do you expect from us? <laughs> your segue, your segue, you're like. It wasn't a segue. It was just a no, sentence. It, it, no, it was a segue away from us being jackasses. Like, I, it, it's always a, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> kind of what it is. But it's but that one sounded like, yeah, yeah, see? <laughs> Don't know why. Like children, if you let them tucker themselves Leave the out. Leave money at the door, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> You got what? Let's see. Say you got ten minutes to get your no good. Ten minutes or ten <laughs> seconds, whatever. Okay, I'm done. You're right. We tuckered ourselves yeah, out. Yeah, we failed. No this this episode was absolutely an emotional powerhouse. It it did it played on every feeling you've had as a fan of the show. Whether it was you've been watched in the last twelve months or you've been watching for the last fourteen years. I think anybody who's a fan who has stuck around this long, and even if you, oh, <laughs> Jesus, he found it. That's what you're doing. Snakes. It's me, snakes. This is Thomas. Leave it on a doorstep and get the hell out of here. <laughs> All right, Jenny. But what about my money? What money? AC said you had some dough for me. That a fact. How much do I owe you? AC said. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad AC ain't in charge no more. What do you that mean? That is Thomas. He's upstairs yeah. taking a bath. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. How am I talking to you? Yeah, see? Tell what I'm going to give you, Snake. I'm going to get you with my Tommy gun, copper. You yeah. Good? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. This was our, this. our moment of levity. You know, this is the... the. Oh, we've been very serious and somber yeah. throughout this mm-hmm. episode. This Fair is enough. our version of Dean making fun of Sam for being afraid oh, of and clowns I'm Sam and trying liking to, serial killers. Right. Yeah. Not get molested by a clown. Right. Except metaphorically, it's you two assholes. Yeah. Metaphorically. <laughs> we're, doing, we're actually doing it. We need no, to, oh, is, Jesus. Yeah, this is, there's no That's why it's not here. a video. <laughs> No, this this episode hit on everything. Whether you've been watching for, you know, twelve years or twelve months, it, if you stopped watching for whatever reason and came back to this episode, you'd still have all the same emotions for all of it. And I think that's just a testament to the characters and to the actors more than anything. Absolutely, because it's, you know, honestly, the script didn't convey that the actors. The history, the entire, that. the entire greatness, the greatness or the great aspects of this episode was 100% the actors, the actors, 100%. It's, it's without them. This is not that same episode that we all experienced. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we talk about this extensively and if you guys want more Supernatural, the crossroads every month, then head on over to Patreon and you can get exclusive shows, retrospective reviews, starting with our very first, the very first season, 
specialty shows, bonus discussions, additional thoughts and topics not included in the regular show, and more. By subscribing, you help us maintain the quality of the show, and it keeps us in the studio. So head on over to patreon.com slash Digital and subscribe. I know, Thomas, that we had promised that we weren't going to go to an actual break today, but I need to take about a two to three minute break. Sounds good. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get into our further discussion of the 300th episode in just a moment. Portrait. Well, it looked like the Mona Lisa. And when he he said he wasn't in love with her, I thought it was Da Vinci. You're like, dang. Dude, okay, hold on. That single guy right. Hold on, let's throw throw out for a second. The the blonde chick that he was banging totally didn't look like a chick that would be from that time, okay? Chicks from, like from California. chicks from the 1520s don't look like chicks from California. Did you live in the 1520s? Hell yeah, bro. I've seen I've seen uh, portraits. Dude, they were haggard. <laughs> they were fucking <laughs> haggard. Dude, they had like measles and the fucking Black Death back then, dude. I was more considering the fact that she's blonde and it's in Italy. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Rather right? than they all, the rest of them look she's haggard. Like, oh my god, dude. They Are ha- you going to fuck guys, me or they, not? They have fair skinned. Like people out there like fair skin blue eyes no, like oh my god i don't do anything cool just people want to fuck me so dumb <laughs> i'm a guy i'll oh, stick your paintbrush just, at me just fuck me with your paintbrush <laughs> you stupid bitch <laughs> now you're violent about it <laughs> now he's perez hill for some reason <laughs> <laughs> it, they did a good job with a introducing a new monster and opening the world again um, I, I the one thing that I, I said earlier was, and I, I get that they did it. It was just enough. The Bobby and Dean looking at each other up the stairs in the nest, but I, but I couldn't help but feel like I wanted more from that. Wait, you wanted to go like jerk each other off? What did you want? <laughs> Not that. <laughs> Come here. Come here, Dean. I've missed you, boy. <laughs> Come here, Dean. Now I want to touch your big over. old dick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> No. What did you want? I don't really know. He, he other than jerk. overall, and I think that we missed out by having Rufus get killed off so so soon. Yeah, we really did. We need we need to start. He got gambleized. He really did. <sighs> he did. He really did. If we could ever ever if we could ever you know bring back that joke, that it would work for this Netflix Gamble original life. series spinoff because it doesn't have to have the CW age <laughs> brackets. Bobby and Rufus. Yeah. There we go. Whiter and blacker. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, Supernatural God. black and white. Jesus. Yeah, I like that. That's a good name. That's, that's, good, horrible. that's a good ring to it. That's yeah, horrible. I do a full, thorough interview. I talk about everything. Bring it. So the thing is, is there anything you don't want us to talk about? Steer away from No, like I, I was just listening to, I guess, a pre-recorded podcast, okay. um, or you guys were talking about anal bleaching. <laughs> I mean... That's the one she finds. I'm, I'm, I'm okay talking about that. I've just like, talked about it a lot lately, and so All right, well, we- I kind of like, may, like if you really want to ask me, I'm okay with it, but I'm just exhausted by it. Alright, well, well, we don't want to bore you. Yeah, we'll, so. stay, we'll, stay away from, we'll stay away from that one. <laughs> I think this is going to be dangerous. That I was like, oh, I have to ask them if I'm allowed to swear, oh, and yeah. I heard that podcast. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, that should be fine. Yeah, of course. Okay, well then I'm just going to introduce you and then we'll start. But first, just so you know who's in the room here, it is myself, Michael Flores and Thomas Callie. How are you, Brianna? Hey, Thomas. I'm good. How are you? I am good. 
And then the third guy, Ryan, is uh, has a toothache, I guess, and, he's, <laughs> and he couldn't make it. I know he's bombed because... Oh, yes. I saw that on Twitter. He has he had to get a root snail. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a puss, yeah. I think. I think. Hey, come on. I, no bueno. Okay, yeah. He's a pussy. Don't there we go. There we go. Oh, I, I, got, I, I got that isolated now, too. Know, so right? That's going to be delivered right to Ryan when he comes in. Don't miss Supernatural at Crossroads every week on Rain Man Digital. Go to SupernaturalTheCrossroads.com for more information. Welcome back, everybody. Now we're going to get back into the discussion. We've talked about what our favorite moments from this episode were, but there were a few moments that leave us with a lot of questions or or speculation. Good questions, right? I think good questions, yeah. The primary one, because this whole episode is absolutely about John Winchester and his legacy and how how much of an impact he has, not only on the brothers, but the fandom and, and Mary and the show as a whole. But with that, we know that they said he would not remember anything from this, but that doesn't always seem to be, that doesn't necessarily seem to be the case. So is this the end of John Winchester, or is it the start of something new for this I, character? I I pose this question to you guys when we when we walked in here today to record. I felt like this was this could be fifty fifty. I felt like there's a there's a shot there that this could be the the yeah. the icing on the cake for John Winchester. Winchester, he came back, he found out that his family is doing fine, and well. Air quotes, fine, right? But, as fine as they're going to yeah. do. I mean, does but, he even know about what's going on in Dean's head? No, and I don't think he needs to know, to be completely honest. Yeah. Um, but I think that it could go that way. It could go that route where, you know, this would this is a cherry on top for, for John Winchester. And I kind of felt that way throughout mm-hmm. the episode. Like, he was saying goodbye to everyone for the last, like, literally the last time. Yeah. And I think that, in my mind, kind of sucks. I'd be yeah. honest. Like, if it, if it yeah. but... Also, too, it could go the other way where he's not supposed to remember anything, but somehow he had a dream. Yeah. So I like that part. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah. Because if you're not supposed to remember any of it and we know the Winchester bloodline, their legacies, who they are is, is unique in the cosmos. Very special. God himself says they're part of the chosen. So it's not too far to assume that they have some other that, that, that john could easily remember this beyond just as a dream or if he does remember it as a dream he's not he's too smart yeah, to yeah. just meh well that, that was that, a strangely realistic that's and very vivid <laughs> lucid wow. dream it's almost as if i experienced that wait a minute yeah he's too smart for that also why have i aged 14 years oh my this god weird what happened to my hair <laughs> You know, I got older and got my hair shaved. I got older, but I'm also very ruggedly. I'm still, still. Be- I'm actually better looking than I was 14 <laughs> years ago. This is this is the best dream ever. See, sleep, don't neglect it. It's important. <laughs> well, so it, it, that whole concept raises questions as to whether or not he does remember it, because you could pose the argument that if he did remember that. Does he know at that time what's going to happen all those years later? Would that explain some of his secrecy and leaving Dean behind? Not simply, oh, I was on a hunt for yellow eyes and I got 
hot on the trail. But if he knew he, that that would bring Sam back into it and would result in them working together and would himself lay down his life in order for them to succeed, yellow eyes to die, the world to be saved and Mary to come back. I would a hundred percent believe that he is the kind of guy that would absolutely do that. That would also, if, if, if that were the case, it would also add again, another layer to John's legacy that he knew these things and set all these things in motion the right way Mm -hmm. to how fucking cool that be to get his sons back together that in the long run, your wife comes back from the dead in the right way, not creepy pet cemetery way. And <laughs> you, you are able to know that your sons it's are, gonna be okay. are, are, it's going to be okay. And I, and after you've left, left the earth. And I think that is the, that would be an Dude, amazing thing. They can easily make that happen yeah i mean that whole dream the way they ended it the writers were purposely leaving that open ended so they can find a way to possibly bring him back if they need Mm -hmm. him down the road maybe at the end who knows maybe as you know a a recurring guest spot in a few seasons we don't know but either way dude like that would be fucking cool if they find a way to work that into the script that hey he remembered this he realized that it was actually real that it was not a dream and now Back to the future stuff. And now, dude, it makes it even that much more painful that imagine if during season one, season two, he already knew what was going to happen. He and he went with it anyways because he knew that it would end well for everyone else. It would end well, for, meaning his wife would come back eventually. So, I mean, dude, that would be fucking cool. I mean, that is the definition of the Winchester s- sacrifice. Yeah, it like, would make that sacrifice even that much more sweeter. It would make it all the more sweeter. It would make it all the more painful and bittersweet because he, knowing that, keeping that secret, carrying that burden. I mean, honestly, looking back at season one with episode nine, Home, it would make sense for him not to tell and for Missouri Mosley to be like, why the hell are you not telling your boys what's going on? Because he knows. Because he knows he can't. Because yeah. if he told them, it could alter the timeline, the very reality he saw, the very fabric of the universe. Well, he realized the importance of keeping his mouth shut, you know, like, hey, if if in fact, you know, he remembers all of this and he realizes it's real. I mean, that's dude, that just adds to his legacy if they go that route. And that is all the more supernatural always has that element of tragedy. And if that's the case, it's even more tragic that he knew (laughs) from the fucking beginning. Dude, it just takes it up a notch in in a way that I never thought could happen. I really hope they go in that direction. That would be just super fucking fantastic. It'd it'd be nice. It would. It'd be a nice little enclosed story for him in some ways. Although I do hope that he does. I hope this isn't the only time he returns. I hope we have some, whether you, like you just said, Mike, whether that's a multi-episode arc later in, in future seasons or at the very, very end of the show, something because you know there's it is possible that this isn't necessarily the end beyond just that the end is the beginning kind of thing again we said john winchester is a smart guy he's been proven to outthink so many other demons who have limitless access to knowledge and history well just think about it if he even has a, a, even an inkling that this dream might 
have some facts to Greater write, some truths, truth. right? Wouldn't yeah. he just investigate? How easy would it be to go to the bunker, look it up, find Pearl. out if it's there? Hmm. It, Google. Just, he can easily fact check every single thing they've said. Uh, Google wasn't that prominent in 03. So the era was still around. Thomas. Anyway. But you're right. He could easily fact check some of that. And yeah. if he could fact check some of that, whether that is through on his the flip, internet. On his flip phone? Yes. I don't know. Dude, the internet was around in 2003. Right. You are aware of that, as, right? It just wasn't as good as it is now. There wasn't as much porn, so it wasn't as good as yeah. it is now. There wasn't free porn <laughs> like in 2000, like it is now. But at the same time, we know that you, he has access to all kinds of hunter lore. And if he knew about the Men of Letters bunker, could he look into that? Who knows? The possibilities are endless. That also leaves the idea that if he had... What if during those years leading up to his death, he decided to take all that knowledge that Sam and Dean had had given to him, had shared with him and found a loophole or at least fucking tried? Would that not be a perfect way for him to come back for a later season for the end of the show without it, as in this episode, changing the very course and and fabric of history? I mean, wouldn't that be the the best John Winchester move that he found a loophole that would launch him to the the end story where yeah. he matters the most because he's that much better than, than yeah. everyone else. Well, imagine and he played Yellow Eyes by dying at that time just to come back later. The <laughs> honestly, the direction they can take this is limitless because if he does choose to believe this dream, he could find loopholes. He's imagine him taking all this knowledge that he's he had that no good. idea existed in two thousand and three. Everything he heard. And the suddenly, darkness god, Leviathan's yeah, I mean, Lucifer. What is he what would he not be capable of doing? You know, with the knowledge that he has already. Yeah. On top of the fact that he just got a lesson and, you know, in under a day, everything that he may not have known or had a, a kind of an idea that did exist. Yeah, dude. They they can really go places with that. And honestly, I think that's the outside of the emotions and the acting. Um, that's the strength of this episode by bringing John back, they, they open that door for him to come back. Well, and it's, it's definitely is an open ended ending. Yeah. Because the, like you said, the possibilities are limitless with that knowledge, whether it's a dream or whether it's reality and he remembers it or whether he just tries to follow it on a hunch, they've left it so that he could have any reason through any magical artifact through any, loophole that he we could po- the mind could possibly conceive to come back at a later date kathy tyler writes in the facebook chat room the final entry to john's journal okay so imagine i like that idea imagine if there's a secret page underneath oh, the leather shit. underneath the leather cover you have to cut open and there's another uh. you know journal <laughs> entry that it's going to help them solve something or bring oh, him back. That'd be good. You know, a Dr. Emmett Brown thing, you know, yeah. in the future, please deliver my mail to this person Any, at this what if, time. What if it's, Fuck, dude. What if that'd it's a page, be good. What if it's a page? Kathy just writes, gave me a boner where he writes where he is supposed to die. And they, they fashion another pearl and they pull him from right before he dies. Well, I think so it John, looks like he John dies. left a pearl on uh, Sam's Mary's uh, yeah, no. um, neck, so I, yeah. they can use that, right? Yeah. Oh, let what it, I'm, but let what it dry I'm, up a little you bit. Guys, you guys noticed that both the brothers left them alone to go get groceries, right? Yeah, they got a quick hit. They, they fucked. He hit it from behind. <laughs> He's, I smell Bobby. John's, John's a, a behind kind of guy. He's a doggy stuff kind of guy. You can tell. 
Um, <laughs> you okay over there? Are you dying? No, what I'm saying is that what you've if, missed what if, a lot while you've been away. No. I call my penis Lucille now. Come oh, here. It's come got, here. It's got barbed wire around it. Oh, God. And lots of blood. Ew. A bar- <laughs> lots of blood. Barbed wire for your pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Barred for your pleasure. Oh. Um, no, what if, what if the. Le- <laughs> <laughs> he has a cat stick. That's what if, some seven shit, right? What there. if the last page? What if the last page legitimately has it stuck together? <laughs> that's why it's a secret page because it's stuck to the leather. What if? What if it actually tells? Hey, this is when I die. Like, they, like he said, like, uh, and they and they pull him because if you think about it in the terms of time travel, okay, Steve, that's how it needs to end now. Oh, that'd it be needs to cool. end with them finding this journal entry that he wrote. After he had traveled, you know, been pulled into time and he was privy to all this information. Dude, that'd be fucking great. I'm just saying like, okay the way that. to bring him back, though, what if that last page says this is when I die and they're able to pull him from yeah. right like as he's supposed to die. And they shoot yellow eyes in the dick. Yeah, right in his penis. <laughs> With a cult. And now you've, you, you don't affect time because yeah. John is supposed to be dead anyways from that time period, right? Can we not kill Hot Meg now, now that we know better? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah John needs now to make that sure. we know better. Now, yeah, make sure Hot back? Meg stays alive. Yeah. Yeah. Bring her back. Yeah. We'll see more of that. Nicole Clark says, in all seriousness, this is a good question. In all seriousness, do you think John's visit will affect Mary and Bobby's relationship? I do. I thought about that. While I was doing the show notes, and I absolutely think it will. I think How there's no way you? it can't. How can you? How can you go back after being so close to being permanently, you know, reunited? At least that's how she viewed it at first. Yeah. Reunited with the love of her life, her husband, the, the, the father of her children. Universe Bobby in a hot I second. Mean, she may go back to him eventually, but I mean, mm. it's going to be some time. How, how do you deal with this in your head? You just lost him again. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take time, if nothing else. I, I do think it'll affect it. I think it's only, it only makes sense. It's only natural. It'd only be acceptable if it affects Hey, it. Uh, Brad Joe, let's just get more childish here. Brad Joe in the chat says, dick sizes in order. John Winchester, greater than catch. Catch greater than fake Bobby. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't now, do argue that. we add that. those all together and that's how much Mary's, like, that's the length that oh she's my had? Or how does that God. work? I don't know equality very well, so I, I'm, it, I think that's, I think that's again? great. I think that's greater than right. A greater, when, when greater when than when the Pac Man is facing the opposite direction. <laughs> that that's means less than. greater than. I thought less than is is when Pac Man faces the right way. No, that is incorrect. No, when yeah, when Pac Man is is eating the open side is towards greater, the is bigger greater. value. Yes. Yeah, so, so like John if Winchester we is greater bigger than, than Catch, yeah, yeah. which so is bigger right. than Bobby. So okay. if it were us in here, I would be greater than Mike, and Mike would be greater than Thomas. <laughs> oh, look, uh, <laughs> Shannon Grayton says, so John and Mary banged. Oh, yeah. What's the possibility that Mary's now knocked up? What could another Winchester simply no, mean to Adam the boy? Adam 2.0. <laughs> or, or a Jack 2.0. Oh. I mean, minus the Bambi look. <laughs> possible. The possible. Bambi's look. I love that part too. The episode at the beginning, yeah. probably the only part I liked about those kids was when he said, "And that one young guy with that <laughs> Bambi, like Bambi look Bambi on his look. face." <laughs> yeah, it's it's one hundred percent accurate. Oh, totally accurate. But how do you feel as an actor? I'm like, fuck, I have a Bambi <laughs> face all the time. Come on. Yeah. I mean, this this episode had a lot of them. Well, let's get into some. 
Oh, lung cancer. Let's get into some final thoughts here. Are we sure? I think we have to now at this point. Um, This episode, again, was an emotional episode. It absolutely hit a lot of what we wanted to see as fans. It hit a lot of what some of the characters absolutely needed to see, especially Sam and, and his final, you know, teary eyed reunion with John. But the episode also has its own faults that have to be addressed in some way. And I think it comes back to a little bit from the news bit that with the concept of this episode had been originally pitched as the people of Lebanon and their perspective on Sam and Dean. And then it seems to have gotten a hard shift in direction once John Winchester was back on the table as a concept. Because the first act of the episode, the 15, almost 20 minutes into it, is is dedicated no, to... No, we're getting into final thoughts then. Yeah, yes. we're getting oh, into okay. final thoughts, yeah. Is dedicated to this, frankly, generic ghost story and a couple of kids who don't ultimately matter. But that is also the part where we see these other perspectives of the post office lady, the liquor store guy, the pizzeria place, and how they interact with these brothers and what they are believed to be, whether it's, you know, weirdos, psychopaths, you know, heart throbs for the post office lady. <laughs> like mm. We see that for a good chunk of this episode. And John doesn't even show up until, I think, after 15 minutes in, give or take. And then things change dramatically at that point. Yeah, about, I'd say, towards the ending of the second act. Yeah. Yeah. And... Honestly, that that's a little bit of a problem because it really does feel like they're, they had the previous script that was maybe halfway done or maybe it was completely done. And then once Jeffrey Dean Morgan was brought on, they shifted focus but tried to mesh the two ideas. And it really does feel like the two scripts are Frankensteined together because you could remove – you could cut them down the middle King Solomon style – and they'd, they'd live separately on their own. What you're saying, there, there was two scripts pieced together? There was two scripts pieced together is what it feels like. I want to agree with you, it. but, I mean, two would be better than zero. And I felt yeah. like there wasn't even really a script for this episode. I felt like, well, all right, everybody act there's good There's two halves of a script. Action. One full, two halves. Yeah. Neither have, one doesn't have an ending, one doesn't have a beginning. And I, I do agree with you. I think, unfortunately, there is a little bit of wouldn't it just be great if Jeffrey Dean Morgan, John Winchester showed up and then they kind of just let the cameras roll. Yeah, that's what it felt like a little bit. There really wasn't a story. It was, hey, all right, everyone's together and act really sad. Everybody, they relied heavily on the performances, which, hey, that's what we want, right? It is what we want, but for and to Ryan's point, that one of the biggest concerns, and Ryan, feel free to jump in at any time. One of the biggest concerns we had with John Winchester's return is don't just have him return. Yeah, I, I, that again, I think that's one of the things we talked about, and, and one of my final thoughts on this episode was. Well, hold on, I, we need to have we some type, type of unity here, organization. Uh, are you still on your final thoughts? Uh, sure. You'll have okay, a time limit here. Okay. Okay. Keep going. It was. I'll you, jump in. You can't just have him return. It had to be a return with some purpose. And while we got that a little bit with him and Sam, him and Dean is not really much of a conversation. 
It's more just like, well, your mother's, you know, you always pick your mother. That's no contest. And unfortunately, John and Mary, while they they while they share a bittersweet moment that absolutely breaks my heart with his own his line being, "My girl, God, I miss you." It's the only. Good. It's great, but it's the only line they share, and so much of what we wanted to see the catharsis of this is finally happening. They finally are together, is glossed over. The recap, the the learning of all of what has gone through their life is skipped and John just says, wow, you guys have been through a lot. And then Mary and John, while I love the fact that there was no words that needed to be shared in that first scene, there should have been some words that were shared throughout the episode with the first act being almost two acts being consumed by this other story. It really throws the pacing into the garbage so that it can bring about John Winchester's return for some emotional feels that don't, ultimately serve the story one of the things we've talked about for season 14 was that each episode was a building block a brick upon each other element of the previous episodes and with the ideas of fear being a dramatic theme throughout the entire thing and how we've said that dean fears losing all that he has now the return of john winchester would have just been the icing on that cake of i have everything i could have ever wanted and it's all going to be taken away and with john being there he could have been this figurehead, the, the the father's final lesson to his son of you don't give up and you sacrifice everything for what's right for those that matter to you. Something that Sam just touched on in the previous episode. And he doesn't have that moment with Dean. And I am, I'm admitting, I'm trying to remove my own fan desire outside of this mm. analysis because that's some things that I would have wanted, but it seems very out of character that they would not have a moment because we've seen this with other characters in season 11 with Chuck. It doesn't have to be a lot of screen time, but it has to be some screen time and it's just not there between that. And the fact that the episode feels like it's two different ideas kind of stuck together. I hate saying this, but for the first time in the show, I felt emotionally manipulated they gave me what i wanted in some respects they played into what they knew i'd like but the story of this episode is a throwaway episode and and i am crying about that right now but unfortunately i think it's hard to argue against that and Nothing you're saying is off base. No, not at all. And that's incredibly painful for me to say. The fact that you knew you'd get these emotions from me. So by design, I'm supposed to overlook these other things. But that's not what we do on this show. And while I know some fans might be heartbroken by some of these things or or Oh, people are upset, agreeing in the chat room. It's, it's very painful to see the thing that we thought would be the final crescendo to the epic journey, the epic saga is there for a dinner, which while heartwarming is a bit is a montage. Uh, Sharon Grayton in the chat room says, I would have liked a more fleshed out Lebanon, probably lighthearted as episode 300, which ended with the Pearl and John's return. Isn't that what we said? Yeah. Off air. Yeah, we did. So, exactly we started this we so it's episode. nice to see that our listeners are, are getting it, are always pretty much in sync with us for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Uh, then episode 301, a more fleshed out reunion episode. That's yes. exactly yes. what we said. Yes. Because there was no, the truth is there was no need to sacrifice the, the characters of the people of Lebanon and their reaction or 
shoehorn in a John Winchester return for the feels. It easily could have and frankly should have been a two-part multi-episode thing. And if it were and I and I sat there and I thought about this for a while. If it weren't for John Winchester being the one who returned, this episode would have been nothing. Yeah. I All right. Uh, so what's your grade then? So honestly, are my, you gonna grade it? I I, I kind of want to wait till I hear what everyone has okay. says all right. on that. I, I have yeah. a letter grade already picked. I think we're all gonna be a little different. All right. Think, so, so I don't know. I I don't know. I don't. I, I you don't have to play that for me. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna talk about some discrepancies, but I, I mean, to be completely honest with you guys, and and I did like this episode. I I'm not gonna say that I didn't. I disliked it, but. In a case of liking the episode, if this didn't have John Winchester return, you know, the legendary status of that he is, this is a C episode. I'll be completely honest with you guys. What it, were your words off the air? What it was? It was a filler episode. Yeah. It, it, so they took two wonderful ideas, Lebanon and John coming back and meshed them into one thing. And, and they, they turned, like Thomas said, they turned Lebanon into a filler episode that was eclipsed by the fact that John Winchester came back. And I think for me, it, it almost seems like they took a, <clears throat> they took these two ideas. They found out that Jeffrey D. Morgan is coming back and they slapped them together. Um, now saying that having that, having that been said, I, I truly do believe that this is some of the finest acting we've ever seen on supernatural oh, absolutely. in the history of that's supernatural. Not to be argued. And I think that's Can't what be argued. Yep. And, and that's what bumps my grade up. Now, if I if we were just talking about this episode as an episode of supernatural, it's a C. But the fact that we did get some of these intimate situations with 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 Sam and John and the the interaction, just the fact that it, even it it was two a uh, sentence and a half with Mary was still enough for me to go holy shit. Um that bumps my grade up a bit. I think there were some cool things that they they added in this episode. I, I mentioned them earlier, the lore and, and, you know, Gacy and a couple other things that I thought were really neat. They were really cool and they added to the episode. And there are things that could come back. Obviously not Gacy, but the, right, the fact right. that, you know, the fact that the, the artifacts that they found in that armory, these are things that were cool to me. And I, and I really did enjoy those things. I, I said it earlier and I bite my tongue on what I said last episode, but they did keep John's legacy intact mm -hmm. and they did leave us in a direction where we could either John could come back with yeah. more Take it or, or it, he right. could be done. And, and really to be completely honest, I'd be really sad if he was done. I think we deserve to see more Jeffrey Dean Morgan on this show. And especially if it's, you know, we get to the last season of the show. I just think he deserves to be on the last season of Supernatural. By by some weird way he comes back. I don't care how they explain it, but he needs to be back for the season, the last season. I, I truly believe that. Um, but for me, I didn't dislike this episode. But if if John Winchester didn't come back, it's a C episode. And the fact that he did come back, and we did see these heartfelt situations that we've been wanting to see for how long now? Thirteen years. Yeah. So thirteen years now, we've been wanting to see these these him interact with Mary, and and yeah, we only got a couple words, but. Some of it was good. So for me, because John Winchester came back, you know, it bumps it up a full letter. I would say it's a B plus just because of what we saw. And, 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 and sometimes really amazing acting can save an episode that That's I fair. would be consider a filler. Yeah. Look at there will be blood. I mean, the entire movie, it, it doesn't make any terrible sense script, yeah. but Daniel Day Lewis is a fucking genius made that movie yep. Oscar yep. an Oscar contender. Yep. Yep. So acting can save a shoddy script. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. Without a doubt.
All right, Mike, following that, what are your final thoughts? Hold on a second, just to be fair. (laughs) Okay. I'm probably going to lose followers after this. Despite this episode bringing the emotions, which was great. I don't feel like there was an actual script written for this episode. It felt like they had an outline of an idea. (laughs) A a uh, treatment? Yeah. And the idea being the return of John Winchester and everything that obviously comes with that. But ultimately, the idea got lost within the murky, haphazard attempt to create excitement for the 300th episode. Rather than focusing on writing an exceptional episode, they chose to solely rely on our love for these characters. Threw them into a room together and said, act. That's what it felt like. It's like I said, I felt emotionally manipulated because they knew I would react to these characters the way I did. And I don't want to sound rude, but... It just felt lazy and cheap and a bit insulting because they mm-hmm. know we love these characters. They and they know that Jensen, Jared and Jeffrey Dean Morgan could carry 35 minutes of screen time with zero effort. And it did come off as manipulative. Uh, the script felt like two different stories that they just merged together once they found out they bagged Jeffrey Dean Morgan for yeah. the 300th episode. The first act was, in my opinion, awful. Yeah. The kids they cast couldn't act. They were probably the worst actors they've had in an episode of Supernatural. And it's all the more painful when you see them next to Jeffrey Dean Morgan and the two brothers and the emotions later. Sharing an episode with some of the greatest. Uh, And we have these actors, these kids that just couldn't even emote or show any type of real feeling. It just, it just was, they were bad. Uh, The second act was an improvement, but the obvious clash of the two different stories pulled me out If Mm -hmm. anyone doubts this, just look back at the earlier promotions of the episode. They had said last season that the 300th episode would be an entire episode from the perspective of the townsfolk in Lebanon. We got that only in the opening act, and it really never went back to it. But besides that, they they just, I feel like they wasted so much potential. I loved every moment between Sam, Dean, and John. Everything I talked about during our, our favorite moments was fantastic. Yeah. But what a shit deal for Mary Winchester. John's legacy is Sam and Dean, sure. But this whole life and the life of Sam and Dean changed forever when Mary died. It was the the catalyst for the entire show. And we weren't even privy to a conversation between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. A 45 to 90 second scene. That's all we needed where they talk about their boys. Talk about everything How they proud accomplished. They are as parents. Mary thanking him for raising the boys and teaching them to protect themselves. Sorry for the deal she made that condemned their family to this entire situation. Imagine a scene between the two of them after they had f- they found out John would have to go back and die. Right. Where Mary tells John, you had them as children and you did great. I have it from here. And he disappears as they both begin to cry. I mean, there was just nothing. It felt like Mary was just an afterthought. She Outside really of that was. initial introduction, the reunion that fucking brought the, the emotions, right? But they just left it there. They built it up and never went back. And again, How the fuck could this happen? How the fuck do you let it just... How do, how, when I look at the script and the actual dialogue, so much of it, I just see empty page. We have dinner, montage, next scene, he's gone, the end. Yeah, it just... You can't, you you don't, frankly, you don't fucking do that to us. I just feel like it's, it, it was, this is why I feel like we were manipulated because yeah. into thinking this episode was great because when you break down the very foundation of the show, 
Mary's at the center of that. And John's journey started because of her. Where Sam and Dean are at right now is because of Mary Winchester. Yeah. And we got a 15 second hug and we never saw them actually together again and actually converse. There was some handholding and that was it. And not to mention Kaz. I mean, talk about an afterthought. Homeboy has been a part of this show for over 10 seasons and he was shoehorned in. Not even considered. But hey, I, I can get over that because the show isn't about him. But I was like, hey, why even try to put him in then? If you're not actually going to do him service by putting him in this episode, don't even do it. Well, you couldn't have had Jeffrey Dean Morgan, John Winchester meet Castiel, who's been there as like a guardian angel for his kids. He, Like you said, he's been in the show for 10 years. And he doesn't even get a passing hello. Uh, it's not horrible and I don't want it to come off that way. I, I don't feel like this episode's horrible, but it's not what it could have been. They were, they relied less on, on writing on us. They let, they relied less on writing a great episode and more on the amazing skill set of our actors. It feels like exactly what singer had voiced several months back. And he said, there's no way we're going to top the 200th episode. I knew that comment would would reflect the type of episode we'd end up getting because they gave up before they even started. I think you said it perfectly that it was lazy. And unfortunately, this attempt to celebrate the show and and give something back to the fans felt less like a gift to the fans and more like a manipulative tactic to distract from the fact that there wasn't a right. They weren't sure what to do with the 300th episode. And this is based on Robert Singer's words. It felt insincere, whereas with the 200th episode, you got the idea that Carver loved the audience, loved the show, and created an episode that was so inclusive and sincere to the very roots and foundation of Supernatural. It was a celebration of the fandom. Yep. This feels like we're going to manipulate the the fandom. Yeah. Little effort. And what did it do for the show? Besides, when you really think about outside of the implications, which I love. Yeah. Okay. But what did it really do for the show besides reiterate things we already knew? It brought a sense of resolve and closure for Sam and Dean. Yes. But we've already seen those things. The things that we heard them tell John, we've actually been very aware of it for quite some time. Sam voiced similar thoughts, what, three, four episodes ago, maybe two episodes ago. A Dean, we already know he's content with where his life's at. He's, he's, for the most part, their version of happy. Right. And when I think back to other, when I, one of my favorite episodes is from season two, what is and what never should be. Mm-hmm. And that is this same concept done right. Yeah. And, and A I, wish that brings back the dead parent, but things aren't quite as they seem and it's too good to be true. And, and I do feel like if it wasn't for, john winchester that this wouldn't be it wouldn't have been any of this i mean granted i mean or to be fair i should say if jeffrey dean morgan wasn't on board they probably would have written something very different obviously and maybe we, we would have gotten that home run maybe I, I just there's just i think this episode's littered with a little bit of laziness I, honestly it just it feels cynical even, even john's age difference you couldn't you couldn't you could even try to make him look 14 years younger. I mean, with Mary, they attempted to 
bring her hair forward, yeah, they covered her with bangs, makeup. They or gave a her wig. a little bit more makeup than they she wears now, and then they slowly throughout the episodes they slowly pulled back on the makeup and they slowly gave her a different haircut. So it wouldn't be so shocking. They did even try to make him look younger. It doesn't no. make any sense why he looks to- complete. He looks all Hollywood now. Good looking dude. Thin. I mean, he was a good looking dude back then, but he's very different. He looks more Hollywood. Yeah. There was just no explanation. So I, I don't know how they would have done it differently. I mean, I have some ideas. Well, but yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about it. it. It was everything we said at the beginning. Oh, is that? But ultimately, when it comes to the writing, it, it was pretty bad script if you could even say there was one yeah and that just breaks my heart because you have an episode just filled with just fantastic moments between our our characters that we love and it just it stings all the more uh, yeah i mean so i was waiting to hear what people said i i give this one a c plus because as you said ryan without jeffrey dean without the acting from everyone on board it's not anything else yeah, and it, and I hope people can understand what we're saying. We're not hating on the episode. No. We're just being honest. It wasn't horrible. Just had some writing errors. Everything else was was pretty good. Yeah, I, I think that I think it would have been better if uh, Meredith Glenn had written the episode herself. I agree. I, I from what she's done recently, I Meredith agree. Glenn is is just on top of her game, especially with the emotional resonance factor. Uh, yeah, which I'm sure all of that was her. Because she knows how to write the fuck out of emotional episodes that make you want to just curl up in a ball and die. (laughs) That's the reason why she slowly has become one of our favorite writers on the staff there. Yeah. So. So was that a C for you? Hmm? What's that letter grade for Hmm? you? Oh, come on. I'm not going to grade this. You wiener. Ryan, why do you you try to get out of these? Huh? Why do you try to get out of the letter grades? (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one for you then. So that's a C for Mike. Yeah, Mike gave it a C. So no, I give it a C plus. Okay, okay. C plus. Yeah, I give it a C plus. It was yeah, it was nice to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan back in that Absolutely. role. Fucking all it, the sadness. I think it's just that they they banked too much on us loving that and didn't put as much effort into re- telling a story. It, it's exactly what I said. I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before that. I said I hope it's not Big Dick Syndrome. Yep. Like, hey, I got a big dick, so I don't need to do anything. I'm just going to lay back and let you fuck me. Like, that's... That's what I did. That's what I... <laughs> that's what I felt like they did with John Winchester. Oh, it's, it's They John brought Winchester. in the big dick, and they didn't need to work. They just laid there and allowed themselves to get plowed. Yep. You know, hey, everyone, have a good time riding us out. Yep. Make yourself come. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> that That's... It's true. A, a disgusting analogy, but... An accurate one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, as with most things on the show, if it's disgusting, it's probably true. So, that's going to kind of do it here for us. Um, as far as we can tell, Supernatural is, appears to be off the air for about a month. So, we'll, we won't have the regular episodes, but we will still be pumping out content regardless of the break via our Patreon page. So, if you guys want to get in on that, head on over to patreon.com slash Digital. Kind of piggybacking off of this episode and a lot of the concepts, and if you are a Patreon member, the pre-show that we talked about, the we're going to continue this discussion in, in sort of an extended cut, what should have been done with a big 
missing element in a video cast, and that will be the discussion of Adam and how do we resolve that Adam issue. So if you're interested in that, head on over to Patreon, uh, pledge, and you can get access to that at the video tier. We want to thank each and every one of you for being a listener for all the episodes we've had. Maybe one day we'll hit 300. We'll see. Maybe. And we want to thank you all. We'll see you all later. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt. 